What's up, what's up? It's Billy Carson here, AKA Forbidden Knowledge with the number four. I have an amazing guest back on here again tonight, Gavin Sarial. Welcome back to the podcast, Gavin. My man, how you doing? How you doing? All right, good, man, good, good. Gavin has uh, been on here with me before. We talk about economics, we talk about the US dollar, we talk about crypto. Uh, he actually owns a company which is phenomenal in teaching techniques uh, in how to manage and run crypto, how to buy it, how to be a part of it, how to be a part of the, 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 that industry. And he's done very, very well, as, long as, as well as a lot of the people from my following that have uh, been able to uh, join forces with him and become students of him. And he's done a, a great, great job teaching them as well. And so tonight, as you can see, the title is, what is going on with the US dollar? And it's, a, it's gonna be a forbidden rant. So we're ranting a little bit tonight because you know, a lot of people have been sending me messages, DMs. I've been getting so many emails. We're like getting overloaded with so many messages about the US dollar. Is the US dollar gonna collapse? There's a lot of fear out there as to what's happening, what's going on, because we see that China is convincing other countries to apparently back away from the US dollar. There's some countries in Africa that are backing away from the US dollar. Russia, obviously, uh, is not going to come back to the US dollar. And so we have the situation where what happens if everyone begins to back off from, from the US dollar? What's going to happen to the dollar? Are we going to be knocked into a third world situation with the dollar? Or what do you think they're going to pivot to? So that's one of the reasons why not only am I going to rant on this, but I also want to have Gavin because he's an expert on the US economy, in my personal opinion. Uh, he's not a financial advisor. But uh, let me tell you something. He's got some great, great insights. So, Gavin, what, what is your personal opinion on what's going on right now? Yeah, man. I mean, we've got we've got so many moving parts that it's just wild. Um, and and I'm sure, you know, you've never seen anything like this. I think you're you're a few years older than me. Uh, yeah. Not not by much, but I think you and I kind of been in that generation where we've seen we've seen a lot and nothing like this. Um, you know, one of the things I have been studying is the history of economics, uh, modern economics. Um, and when I say modern, I, I say, you know, probably going back even to the 1600s, um, where we had kind of this, this fiat currency boom, even though that's not where it started. But when you take a look at the rise and fall of empires, we're starting to see how that happens, that how that's happening real time right now in the United States. And I don't, you know, while I don't think it's going to happen, boom, just like that overnight, um, I think it's it's definitely happening, and it and it's kind of the death by a thousand cuts right now, hmm. and uh, and the cuts are coming very rapidly. So yeah. You know, what, one of the things you and I have been talking about is like, hey, let's get on and kind of go through the different scenarios, right? Like what, what, what does it look like if China takes over? What does it look like if the U.S. remains in power? Uh, what, and, and in my opinion, and my, my favorite tool, economic tool, is, is crypto because it's decentralized in nature. And, and that's one of the things we're gonna, I'm going to rant about tonight. Right. Okay. Yeah, definitely. And so what's interesting is, you know, the more I, you know, I really like to dig into the mainstream news because obviously 
it's a lot of propaganda and a lot of hype. And you have to really sort through a lot of this stuff. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes I tap into foreign news to see what's being said about America because uh, it's, is it also propaganda? Yeah, but a lot of the times I find that some of the foreign news give you a slightly more accurate depiction of what might be going on with the situation. For example, I remember all the way back when Obama was president, uh, him and Hillary Clinton started a private war in Sudan. And this private war used U.S. tax dollars and they actually took the Sudanese people and moved them off their own land because they had resources on that land and put them out in the desert where they actually starved to death. 250,000 men, women, and children starved to death. You'll never see that on a U.S. TV mainstream news station that Obama and Hillary Clinton funded a private war with U.S. tax dollars and then put private corporations on their land and profiteered from that. But when you go to foreign land, like foreign news like Al Jazeera and so forth, I was able to find out a lot of information, not only that, actual clippings from the news, which I use in several posts to educate people on what was going on. But again, that's just one example of how you over here, you hear, you know, mums the word, you hear a slight peep here, a slight peep there. But when you go to a foreign news station, a lot of the times you get the full story. Uh, yeah. So, but what, what are your opinions as to what's going on with all these other countries, you know, backing off the U.S. dollar? I mean, they're pissed, man. They're pissed yeah. at the U.S. Like, you, you know, it, the problem is, is that the U.S. has really weaponized the dollar. And, and I think that's the real issue here is that it's like, you know, if you don't listen to us, you know, mm -hmm. we'll, we'll sanction the hell out of you or we'll, or we'll like yeah. what they did with Russia. It was like 600 and some billion dollars that they just pulled overnight as soon as they attacked uh, Ukraine. Right. And, you know, like, look, I'm not I'm not for any type of war at all. But I remember being like vehemently against the United States going to um, Iraq and and invading. And they, you know, they killed some like 400,000 people in Iraq, you know, yeah. and and I'm sitting here going like, man, nobody was there to go, we're going to sanction the United States or maybe some countries did, but it really didn't do anything. Right. And so now what's happening is a lot of these countries are like, no, we're not going to stand for this. And this is, this is what's happened with the BRICS nation, the BRICS uh, um, coalition that they have set up, which is uh, what is it? Brazil, um, India, uh, Russia, South America, South Africa and, uh, and China. Yeah. And all of these countries are like, we don't, we don't need the United States anymore, you know? And, and, and now what's happened is like, look at Saudi Arabia, right? Saudi Arabia, the world's yeah. largest oil producer is starting to go, wait a second. We want to also be able to sell oil in Chinese yuan. Mm -hmm. And, and well, and, and look, and this is where like you actually kind of have to dig through the bullshit because there is a lot of um, there is a lot of like Russian Chinese propaganda. All right. Let's like yeah. let's let's not sit here and go. It's all U.S. There's no way there's a lot of Chinese and Russian propaganda That's where right. they're they're trying to make this a lot bigger than it really is. Um, but the majority of trans, you know, especially large transactions in the world still use the dollar it's 80 percent still um but where where i started to get a little tripped up was with 
Um, when at the beginning of this week, when Marcon, the president of France, comes out and says we need to remove the reliance from the United States dollar, the thing that's really keeping the United States dollar from really crumbling is the relationship that it has with the European Union. Um, mm. And it, it is so tied with the European Union that it dwarfs the petrodollar, um, the petrodollar uh, kind of unpegging that's going on with like China and Russia and, and, and all this stuff. So um, what if that starts to happen, the dollar has problems. I don't want to say we have problems, even though I'm from the United States, but the dollar has a big problem um, because you know, now the, the, the thing that's really most backing it is starting to, to back off. And France is no, you know, weenie when it comes to the European union, they're, they're a big force to be reckoned yeah. with. So I'm, I'm sitting here going like, Oh, wow. Okay. Wait, <laughs> with this, yeah. this may happen, you know, a lot sooner than I thought it would. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's pretty interesting. When I look at, you know, the history just from the, the past 70 years, and I see how the U.S. dollar became so strong, you know, it's really kind of shocking because when you really analyze how the U.S. dollar became so strong, it became strong by military force, you know, literally going from country to country uh, and, and taking over those countries, installing a central bank, taking down the dictator, installing a puppet dictator and going from country to country over and over again. I mean, all the way from back in the Reagan days, you go into the, all those, you, know, you go further, even back beyond Reagan, you just find that no matter where we go, we go to an, a, a, a nation or an indigenous culture, we take them over with military force, install a puppet dictator, install a central bank, and we keep moving. And I think there's only about three countries left in the world right now that probably don't have a central bank um, that's, you know, that really controls all this fiat currency. And it seems like they're running out of places to go. I don't know if there's really any more anybody else to conquer, uh, but now it's just all about how do you hold it all together? And the only thing we do have, which is our advantage, is the, the military force that we have. Well, you know, if, and you know this, but if you look throughout history, and I don't know if you've ever read or, or even listen to um, Ray Dalio's book, The Principles yeah. of the Changing World Order. Uh -huh. uh, Ray Dalio, this is a cycle, man. You and I both know cycles. History repeats itself, right? Yeah. And so they've, they've been doing this since, you know, they've learned how to kill people, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. And, no and you know, I, it was funny. I was watching a, a movie on Alexander the Great the other day. And mm. They did the same thing, right? They just go from one territory, they put their their uh, government, and then they move on to the next one and the next one until, you know, there's that. I, I'm sure you've seen that meme, but and I'm not yeah. sure if I'm saying it word for word, but it's like, uh, you know, hard times make for make strong men, strong yeah. men make good times, good mm -hmm. times make weak men, <laughs> and then right. the cycle starts all over again. And so, you know, it's it's sometimes it's a little hard, Billy, because, you know, you, you're getting so much information now, right? Yeah. Like, I, I think today I was listening, I was out on a walk with my daughter, and I'm listening to this podcast. And, you know, the, the United States military is still a juggernaut. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah. the United States military spends more than like China, Russia, India, Brazil, South Africa, all combined mm -hmm. in their in their with their military. And so when you think about that, that's still a, a feat to be messed with, right? Like uh, they're, they're probably far, far in advance. The problem that I see right now is that, you know, I mean, we can go deeper into this, but the United States is so divided. Mm. That's the main, that's the big problem is, yep. and, and I think that, you know, the, the Chinese warfare, the Russian warfare right now is not going to be with missiles, even though they're attacking Ukraine. It's, it's going to be social media making somebody red and somebody blue and, mm. and, and wanting to almost die for it, you know? Yeah. Um, where I, I just don't believe in that. I, I just no. don't subscribe to that because they're all bullshit and they're all liars. You know? yeah. Listen, the way I see it is every lamb is led to slaughter. And so when you go down that left lane or that right lane with that red cap or that blue cap, at the end of that lane that you're going down there, there's somebody there waiting for you with a hatchet. Ha! Cut your head off. Every four years, they cut your head off again. That's why I always say, I don't vote for no presidents. I do not vote for a president. You'll never see me vote for, you know who I vote for? I vote for myself. Yeah. I go and stand in that line every four years. And when I get to the front of the line, I put my own name on the ballot and I put that in the box because guess what? I am my own president, period. Amen. And to be quite honest with you, I really don't care what these clowns do, these yeah. poly tricksters. I don't care what rules they make. I don't care what laws they make. I can care less. You know why? Because no matter what they do, they always leave an Easter egg. Yeah. You see, these elites, they will put the most craziest rules and legislation in place, but they always leave Easter eggs because they themselves have to survive and their families have to survive at a high level. Yeah. And so the key for me is just find the Easter eggs and follow their path through the matrix. And that's all I do. That's how I live. And I guess what? I live at the highest level nonstop. Amen. That's right, man. No, I, you know, uh, I used to uh, actually be a, a part of the, I used to live in Orange County and I used to be a part of the Orange County um, Democratic Party. And I helped uh, Jerry Brown, who is the governor uh, of, uh, of California. He was, he, he had like this loophole uh, where right. he was the longest standing governor, but he ended up coming at like seven really late seventies to, to run again. And, um, and I was one of the top fundraisers for that. And mm. I got to have a really nice estate dinner with him and three other people and all this stuff. But at the end of the day, um, somebody always has them in their back pocket. And, That's right. you know, I, I was, I was actually in the law for uh, 18 years and representing like injured workers for workers comp and stuff like that. And, you know, he came in, we're going to, you know, be an advocate for workers and all this stuff. And then all of a sudden, two years later, he needed to pass, I forget what it was, Prop 50 or something like that, where they were going to raise taxes on everybody by X amount. And again, this was back in like 2008 or nine. So I can't really remember wow. specifics. And, and he went to Disney and Safeway. And they gave him like $50 million to run ads for Prop 50 
in exchange for a backdoor deal to reform workers' compensation law. And they mm. did it with no, with no notice, literally no notice, just like that. And when I saw that, I said, I'm never voting for yeah. an, and raising money for another politician because yeah. they're, they're not Republicans and, and Democrats. They're Republicans and Demopublicans. And that's, that's what right. people don't realize. You know, mm -hmm. you see, you see all these things where George Bush is flying around on this huge plane with Barack Obama. And now we're buddy, buddy, but we talking shit back in the, you know what I mean? So all that it's theater. It's theater yep. designed for us to no, I, I believe in this and you believe in that. And they keep you separated, but the way they yep. do it is through the financial system. Mm -hmm. That's their biggest tool because yeah. They not enough people take the time to learn how the Federal Reserve actually works, how mm -hmm. bonds actually works, how debt actually works, like on a on the macro level, not on the micro level, but on the macro yeah. level. And it is it is the largest business in the world that well, it could go out of business one day, but for the most part, has been able to stay in business despite mm -hmm. the fact that it hasn't profited since the beginning of the Federal Reserve. No money, no profits, no None. profits. Yeah, the only people profiting are the people that sit on the board of directors and the people that are you know, on the corp, that money's funneling into their pockets. And we're talking about riches that are incalculable at this point. And you know, these people will never be in Forbes magazine. You're never gonna see them posing in Forbes. They're not gonna be in you know, entrepreneur, these people's income and, and family wealth is so extraordinary, you can't even count it. It's in the trillions of dollars. Yeah, trillion. Yeah, they've really capitalized trillion. off of us. Yeah, I, And I have some billionaire friends. I have some billionaire mm -hmm. friends. These guys yeah. roll on another level. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it's just like, wow. You know, yeah. the, the laws don't apply to them. The laws don't apply no. to them. There's no laws. It's when you have the money, the laws shift. You know, and, and evidence of this is looking at a person that's a billionaire who gets convicted of a crime versus a person that's just a regular minimum wage worker and gets convicted of the same crime. You can go stat by stat. You'll find that the billionaire will be let off and slapped on the wrist more than uh, the actual uh, person who is just a middle, a middle, middle, you know, middle class or a minimum wage worker. They'll get the book thrown at them. So that's the way the system is set up. It's set up to to punish the poor. And to gratify, you know, the rich and the wealthy, because that billionaire, he's got so much money, he might be willing to put a million dollars into a campaign fund next year. If we take if this judge, I get they get this judge, take care of this guy, because get him off, because he's going to send money to the Democratic Party. He's going to send us five million dollars when you get him off. I mean, this stuff is what goes on behind closed doors, behind the veil. And, you know, it's uh, it's unfortunate, but that's the, that's the world that we live in right now. Uh, which is more important why, you know, people like yourself and me have to be in put, putting ourselves in position to sustain by, you know, doing things like becoming our own bank and looking at alternative ways of creating passive income and so forth. Yeah, 100 percent. And, and, you know, and that's, you know, when you look at this, even on a macro level, decentralization is starting to take place. So let's go back to like, let's say bricks, right? Yeah. 
the BRICS is trying to put together a basket of currencies that involves those uh, four or five, four, five countries. Mm-hmm. Um, so what, so, so essentially they're creating their own coalition, right? The issue is, is that there's probably a lot of people that are going to go, hell no, I don't want China controlling my money. I mean, there's a lot of people that that think that way, right? And especially those that, you know, are are probably from Asian countries where uh, China is not their country, right? Or not trying to invade them. Um, And so, so we've got the BRICS that I think is probably going to be something that's coming up. Then we have the United States dollar that's been around here for, you know, the last 120 years. Yeah. But then we've got the crypto world. Okay. And this is where things start to get interesting because I think that there's going to be a third system. And this, this third system is going to be the most competitive one. Why? Mm. Because it's not governed by government. Right. And the finances live within the rules of gravity. Right. Mm. Like, you know, me being in DeFi and and being my own bank. Right. Meaning I have custody of my own money and I invest my money like the bank does. Right. If if I over leverage myself, I get liquidated and I've Mm -hmm. been liquidated before. I wouldn't be a very good teacher if I didn't if I didn't, uh, you know, get hit a few times because I sometimes you need to learn lessons the hard way. Or in my case, I didn't even know what it was when I did it. (laughs) <laughs> and so, but I'm the type of person that just dives in head first. I want to learn. Right. Yeah. So when I got liquidated, there was a consequence to it, but guess what? It made me a smarter investor. And I said, okay, now I know. And I said, I'm glad I got liquidated and none of my students did. Cause then I went back to my students and said, Hey guys, you can't, you can't max out the loan that you have here to 80%. Well, you can, but here are the risks. Right. Here are the risks. And so, um, so it, it, it made me a better investor and in turn made my students a better investor Yeah. on the flip side, the United States government, right. With all of these banks, they've over leveraged themselves time and time and time again. And yet the government comes running now because nobody wants to, to feel pain anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. oh, you hurt your back. Here's a pill. Oh, mm-hmm. you're 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 in pain because you got broken up with. Here's a pill, right? Right. Here's a a quick fix. As opposed to, what's why am I experiencing back pain? How come I'm experiencing right. depression? Right. Right. Uh, why why is the banking system always getting bailed out? But yet we have this infinite amount of debt that keeps growing what happens when that bubble pops Mm -hmm. nobody's asking that question they just want the pill right now okay okay all right i can keep my house i can keep Mm -hmm. you know i can keep my car i can you know and and it's by them keeping you in that little globe Mm -hmm. is what is really suppressing you and it's it's what i call kind of the modern day slavery it is it's the modern day slavery. I don't participate yeah. in it because like I don't nine to five. It's like, really? <laughs> you know, yeah. I either yeah. work nine to nine or I work zero to nine, right? Zero to zero, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But 
because I I've made that time freedom, location freedom, financial freedom, but yeah. it's it's scary because you know when you're living in the globe, you don't know what's outside of the globe, and and there's things that are re ready to kill you if you get out of the globe, right? Yeah. Right. Um, but at the same time, you're living a freer life. You're living a life that's not by their standards, by their guidelines. I mean, Billy, could you imagine like you and I in an office, like oh, you show up nine and you go home at five and we Pretty sit tough. around and we talk around the, the water cool. I mean, dude, <laughs> really? I couldn't do it. It just, that's not my cup of tea. Now, some people that might be their thing, but for me and you, that's just not our thing. And being in that matrix, it really, really, it really suppresses your creativity. A lot of people think that their money comes from their employer. The money doesn't come from the employer. The money comes from your creativity. Yeah. Money is just a, an instrument. That's what they call it. Don't they call it an instrument? It's a source of an energy exchange. But people get locked away into this cycle and this system because you got to get a good job and you got to work till you're 65. And when you retire, you're going to have this thing and then you can travel. By the time you start traveling, your bones hurt and you're too old. You can't even enjoy the trips. You can't yet. You got you're taking trips in wheelchairs. And so people don't learn how to live now. And because they don't they don't they don't learn that there's other ways to create passive income to take themselves to the next level and their family and their future generations to the next level. They fall into that little trap. Like you say, they're in the globe and they can't see that they've been trapped in a matrix but once you break free, there's a little bit of pain getting out of that globe. Once you break free of that matrix globe, like you and I did, you see the dangers and things that are out there. But at the same time, you establish a parameter for yourself. You establish a freedom. And we learn to navigate through that new era, that new, that new location that we're in. And we learn how to create a heaven for ourselves. And that's what I like to pass on to people. Teach them the, the, the capability to break free of that globe, that snow globe, and get out and see what the real world is all about, but also understanding how to maneuver and create opportunities for yourself. Because the elites of the elites, they all have all these big oligarchs and all these big poly tricksters, they operate on a system where there's Easter eggs. And the proof of this, Donald Trump doesn't pay taxes. And when they questioned him about not paying taxes, he said, you made the laws, I follow your laws. You should call me a genius, Yeah, you see? And yeah. so if we all knew those Easter eggs, none of us would be paying taxes. Because why? Yeah. It's already broken down. It's in a system of laws. You have to know how to connect the dots. And I spend my life and you spend your life learning and navigating through these matrices, connecting dots so that we can maneuver, utilizing what the big oligarchs, what the big kingpins use, so we can have a good and fruitful life versus being at that desk in that cubicle and going to the water cooler, you know, to, to talk about the Cardassians every day and then punch out and go home, watch some TV on the couch until we start drooling on ourselves and lay down and do it all over again. That ain't the life. That's no prison. Way. No way. No way, man. It, you know, when, when you, and, and look, you know, and like my tool is cryptocurrency, right? Yours is information and history, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, that that's the way we make passive income, you know, I, and I'm not here saying ours is the only way to do it. Right. Like you may be passionate about, like, let's say for me, I was in the law. Like I actually, I read the four hour work week. I don't know if you've ever read that book by Timothy mm. Ferris and I read it and I, I just learned how to become more efficient. So I, I yeah. literally 
got so efficient. I was able to take myself out of, out of my job, but I was making double the amount of money living wherever mm. I wanted to, you nice. know? And, and so it's, it's, but before that I was a slave to my job. Like I literally had to show up and all this stuff until I, you know, set everything up paperless. And I had logmein.com. I don't know if you remember that, even if it's still around and I was able to yeah. log into my computer remotely and all this stuff. And oh, so yeah. like, Yes. It, it could be something that you're just passionate about, but you're not thinking outside of the box, right? And there's so many ways to do that now. There's so much technology that allows us to do that. And do and so that, like you said, Billy, you don't get to the time where you're, you know, like right now in France, they're, they're fighting because they're trying to raise the, um, the retirement age from 62 to 64. I'm like, who cares? You're still in your sixties, right? Like, sixties, man. Like you're still. <laughs> yeah, like, I, like, and look, and I'm sure some of your viewers are that. Don't feel bad. Like you're, you're never. Yeah. Look at Colonel Sanders. He started his business at eighty and thrived, right? But, yeah. but you got to change your mind. You got to like. You got to change that thought pattern, mm-hmm. right? Because if you stay stuck in the same thought pattern the same result will keep coming over and over again. But if you change the thought pattern, wait a second, I don't have to be at my desk all day long. Let me try working from Turks and Caicos or Panama or the other side of the world, if you want, wherever. Mm -hmm. Where Life is way cheaper. You get a lot more bang for your buck. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you can do still the same things. And maybe you have even some virtual assistants helping you do all the stuff you don't want to do. And you only focus on the stuff that you do want to do. That only takes you two hours a day, you yeah. know, yeah. and now you're making double the amount of money because you have like employees that you're paying even from your payroll. Right. So that yeah. you can go scuba diving or surfing mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, yeah. And, and, and I think that just so many people don't think like that. And so, mm-hmm. you know, like they, they look at people like you and me and they're like, oh, that's, that's too hard. You can't accomplish. No, because at one time, Billy Carson wasn't even there. Right. Wasn't there. I wasn't close to there. I was, yeah. listen, I was knocking on people's doors trying to get donations just so I could have a couple of dollars to get something to eat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sleeping on the beach, homeless, you yeah. know, in the 80s and you know in the early 90s i'm sorry early 90s and so it's like man what do you you know what does it take though it takes what you said though a shift in your consciousness a shift in the way you think and also a little bit of courage to jump out there spread your wings and fly you know uh and and this is what we have to do we have to start teaching our kids from an early age like hey you know you're gonna have to get gonna come to a point where you're gonna have to spread your wings and fly you know and, you know when you're in the eagle's nest you know, they just kick you out of the nest. Either you fly or you get eaten by the wolves below. Yeah. And, you know, we've come to the point now where too many people are just babying these kids so long until they're in their 30s and their 40s. Now you have 40-year-old grown men, 40-year-old grown women that don't know how to take care of themselves. And they're stuck in the matrix, the prison mental financial system where they're just going to this place for most of the day. You know, you, you, you wake up in the morning and you got to drive to work. That's an hour. And now you got to go to work. That's another eight. Then you got to drive back home. That's another hour. In between, you got to also have eat, eat food. That's two, three hours of just eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You know, by the time you turn around, 12, 13 hours is already gone. 
then you got to sit down and you got to hopefully talk to a spouse or a, a second half or a kid or something like that. Or maybe you watch a couple of TV shows, another hour and a half, two hours is gone. Now it's time to just do some chores, lay down and do it all over again. Your life is being drained. You're being sucked dry by energy vampires. Yeah. Uh, and uh, just so you can have that good old dollar in your pocket. But the dollar that you get in your pocket is gone before it gets to your pocket because it's already pre-spent because you're living higher than your own means. In most cases, everybody's living. They're not even living paycheck to paycheck anymore. Now people are living day to day. So we have this situation that's and this is becoming almost like a virus where people are living like this and it's catching on. And, and the more I look, the more I see people living this type of a lifestyle and I'm scratching my head going, what in the world is going on here? I mean, can you can you see and you read between the lines like this is not living. You're alive, but you're not living. That's the problem we have. Right. Well, and, and it's getting, you know, a little scarier and scarier because, you know, getting back. By, by the way, I didn't finish my thought on this. So there's the three systems. There's a dollar. There's the, the there's this Chinese uh, yuan and then there's crypto. Right. And I and I think. As people, as people start to um, really see that these governments are insolvent and it's a trick, it's a debt, uh, it's a debt society, right? I think when people figure that out, they're gonna see. Wait a second, I'd rather go to the competition. And yeah. Elon Musk talked talked about this a few months ago, where he's like, cryptocurrencies are gonna become competition for the governments and they're going to have to compete now it's not mm -hmm. going to be overnight because things don't happen overnight until they do i guess but i i truly think and that's why we're seeing a rise in the crypto market again right mm -hmm. because people are just like wait if i have my money in the bank and the banks goes insolvent you and i did a did a thing about 30 days ago or something uh in regards to that the bank goes insolvent. Like what happens to my money, right? Well, if you have $250,000 and it's FDIC insured, you're under $250,000. You should be good. I've read things against that, but that say differently that, they're, that the FDIC is also insolvent. But I don't know enough about that to say that they truly are. I don't want to spread any FUD. But, right. but then what happens if the dollar crashes and, and I, and I saw a, a, a podcast the other day where he goes, you know, he, he, the guy says, you know, a friend of mine called me up and said, dude, I'm, I'm kind of freaked out. You know, he called him up in March and he goes, you know, what happens if my dollar loses 50% of its value overnight? And it got my mind thinking, right? Cause I was just in Lebanon where their dollar went down by 90%, but I'm like, even 50%, yeah. I'm like, mm -hmm. wow, that's going to be a big thing. And the podcaster goes, dude, from 2019 to now, it already has gone down by 50%. And when he said that, I was like, wow, oh, wow. You know, like yeah. I didn't necessarily feel it quite as much because a lot of my net worth is in crypto and, 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 and assets that are, you know, yielding, very good returns and outperforming inflation. But yeah. I was sitting there going like, Oh, wow. With like, you're, you're the frog in the, uh, in the boiling pot, right? Boiling pot. You don't even know you're cooking. You don't even, you don't know, even you're know you're cooking. You're cooking. Yeah. 
you don't even know you're cooking it. And that, and that's, that's the problem that I think a lot of people aren't realizing right now. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of us have seen that decline. Like the dollar has lost 97% of its purchasing power since inception, but that's not limited to the dollar. Let's not, that's not, that's Portugal. That's Rome. That's Spain. That's ancient China, which was the first fiat currency, you know, like England, all of them have done the exact same thing over and over and over again. Right. And so, and and so that, that's why, you know, I've, I've really just dedicated my life to teaching people how to get out of that matrix, because that's exactly what it is. It's designed to keep you in until, you know, wait, I'm at, Wait, I'm the I'm not in a jacuzzi. I'm cooking here. <laughs> yeah. right. You're cooking. You think you 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 know you 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 remember that scene in the Matrix where the guy he goes to meet with the agents and they give him this nice juicy steak and he's like, this steak tastes so good. I just want to stay in the Matrix. He was cooking and he didn't even know it. He was cooking. Yeah, in the first second they they could they killed him. They killed Cipher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right away. Hey, you out of here. He yeah. was in the pot cooking. He had no idea. And a lot of people are in that position where they're cooking in that pot. They have no clue what is going on. Before you go a little bit deeper into crypto and talking about what we've been doing, I want to give people a little bit of history lesson on how inflation started in the first place, in case they've never heard me talk about this. Inflation was installed all the way back in ancient Sumeria, which is out of the area called Mesopotamia, now modern-day Iraq. And we know this because we have the Sumerian tablets which were left behind, over 1 million tablets, which have been discovered and documented and and been in Cambridge and and, and British Museum. They're in museums all over the world. We have what we call IOUs, stone IOUs, where people were utilizing these IOUs written in cuneiform on wet clay that hardened into stone as fiat currency in the ancient past. And the Anunnaki are the ones responsible for this. These Anunnaki... They came down, and this is according to the Sumerians, not according to Billy Carson. Read the tablets. They had a situation where, i tell you a good book to read about that. It's called uh, The Gods of Eden by William Bramley. And all the sources are quoted in this book. And what's interesting is they set up a monetary system that was based on inflation. This is over 6,000 years ago, where if I had, uh, I, I was a farmer and I had lamb, right? And then you were a farmer, but you had apples, an or- apple orchard. You would bring me two, uh, sacks, two sacks of apples to exchange for one lamb, right? That was about the equivalent value for the barter and the trade. I would come bring you the apples. You would give me the lamb. Boom, boom, done deal. I would come back because I need another lamb now because Passover is coming. And these Anunnaki people, they, they, made, they gave us these rules. We got to abide by these religious rules. So now I come and I, I bring you the two satchels of apples. You don't have a full lamb to give me because so many people want lambs for Passover. Lambs are on high demand now. So we have a demand situation going on. So now my two satchels of apples are only worth a half of a lamb. And then I'm going to give you an IOU for the second half of the lamb. You can come back and get that at another time. I walk away with a half of a lamb and this stone tablet, which has been evidenced and cataloged now in, in history. I then come back to get my half of a lamb, but because of supply and demand continuing to increase, 
I, and I was already on back order. Now I'm down. I can only that IOU is now only worth one quarter of a lamb. So I'm going to give you a quarter of a lamb for the IOU that says you were supposed to get a half a lamb and you got to deal with it. That's the best we can do. You see, or you can bring some more apples along with that IOU. And now you can get a half or a full lamb, depending on how many extra apples you bring me. So this system just came into place and it really drove inflation crazy. We're talking about thousands and thousands of years ago. The same system. They also installed the, the bicameral Congress and all of that. The red and blue hat was put on in ancient times. That's the same system we're operating under today. And that's the reason why we're living under the fiat currency system. It was based on the information that was brought to us by the ancient Sumerians. Pretty crazy stuff. Yeah. No. And, you know, like a lot of people say that, you know, Bitcoin was created by uh, by the good the good aliens. <laughs> I, I I hope it was because um, you know it it really you know I actually I have a meme up here can I can I put it on the screen? Put it up. Put it up. Let me put it up. Let me see here. How do we uh, share screen? Yeah. Let's see here. So can you guys see that? There it goes. Yeah, so like, you know, back in in 1998, this was how much gross 20 bucks would get you at the grocery store. Mm. And it just keeps going down 2005, 2014, now 2021, I mean, it gets you nothing, right? Where yeah. Bitcoin got you basically in 2012 what you had in in 2014. And then 2013, then 2014, and now 2021, you know, it's got the new Tesla truck. And that, <laughs> you know, that's that's what that's what happens when you have sound money. That's yeah. what happens when you have money that actually um that actually doesn't inflate and is governed by code and reason. <laughs> Reasoning. Mm -hmm. This yeah. whole thing where, okay, well, let's 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 print money, let's uh Let's have a soft landing. Uh, we need to stimulate the economy. Mm -hmm. Now, I lived in the jungle last year, Billy, for four months. Yeah. It was beautiful, but it, I, I like civilization. It's, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> but, you know, w one of the things I would go walking outside every day, it's a very slow life. And when you see how nature works, sometimes it's not exactly the, the easiest type of thing like you see this we're you know we're in the middle of costa rica my girlfriend and i and the most beautiful birds toucans uh you know just uh, crazy animals monkeys uh so lush green it was beautiful yeah but in order for that beauty and that harmony to survive it was a very violent uh, mm. and that sometimes very volatile ecosystem because where we lived was next to a volcano called um volcan arenal which mm. by the way you probably know about this it was like the first documented uh or where they actually accept the united states accepted that it was real um yeah. a picture of a ufo um yep. and so but when you saw the volatility sometimes I mean, that, that volcano exploded. It sent boulders, I mean, 
three, four tons, two miles into the atmosphere and de mm -hmm. I mean, demolished uh, three, four miles all around it. But then yeah. it created such lush, fertile ground. I mean, you could put a mm -hmm. seed of anything in there and it would grow. And it was yeah. that real red, you know, like, you know, the red, yeah. the red dirt. That's like, oh man, you, yeah. you, you make a baby in that dirt, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's full of nutrients, all, yeah. of, all the raw minerals that are needed to sustain life and create life. Yeah. And so, yeah. so sometimes things like that need to happen. You know, um, I've had life events. I had cancer back in 2018. That was my wake up call. That was when I was like, oh my gosh, I'm thinking about this whole thing. But my life was very volatile at that time, right? But that was my wake-up call. You were sleeping on a beach. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes we need a hard landing, guys. This yeah. is the algorithm. And it's not always going to be safe and pretty. But eventually, you're going to have this lush beautiful thriving environment that you mm -hmm. can't control nature is its own rhythm its own algorithm and 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 so and and we're a part of it whether we like it or not i mean you can know oh, we have medicine we have this we're smarter we're a part of the algorithm you know we're a little bit smarter i don't know sometimes i see some of these animals and i'm like man what <laughs> Why are we Listen, there? Let me tell you something. <laughs> yeah. I think some of these animals, for example, dolphins, killer whales, whales, elephants, I think they're magnitude smarter than human beings. Yep. Uh, the only difference between us and them is that they don't have appendages that can manipulate the environment called hands. Yeah. And we, as ignorant as we are at times, we do have these appendages that can manipulate the environment, giving us the capability to shape and reshape our environment. Whereas if we didn't have these, we'd probably be at the bottom of the uh, totem pole. Yeah. But those animals, to me, are much more smarter than human beings, like magnitude smarter. Yeah, yeah, 100%, 100%. So, you know, like, anyways, the, the long and the short of it is this. We probably have some hard economic times ahead of us. Is everybody going to die? No. Um, if you really know where to look for the opportunity, it's there. Look at some of the best companies, uh, that have come up from recessions, you know, uh, Uber, Airbnb, Facebook, um, all of these companies, um, have done that. And we're, we're starting to do that on the crypto side and on the decentralized finance side, except we're now, we've now gotten smarter and go, no, you should own all your data. You should. And you should get paid to show advertisers that. That's the blockchain, guys and gals. That's Web 3.0. No, you should be your own bank. So if Billy wants to lend me money, then Billy shouldn't go put it in the bank. The bank takes it and lends it to me and then takes the entire amount except for pittance, Right. Uh, and that's what Web3 and DeFi um, is really doing. And, you know, the traditional finance guys, the life insurance guys, the stocks guys, they're horrified of this stuff. One, mm -hmm. because they don't understand it, but it's going to take them out of business. And, and it's, it is going to make for a better world. Is the crypto and DeFi market 
perfect right now? No. But the volcanoes exploded, and now is the, the juicy stuff where things really start to come together. Uh, things really start to shape nicely, just like nature, because there was nobody there to bail out the crypto. And I'm glad that the government didn't intervene. You can keep your money. Thank you. We'll do ours. We'll fail. We'll fall. But we'll pick ourselves back up. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Right? <laughs> yeah. Listen, no bailout money there. Yeah, I remember when the real estate market collapsed in 2008. And, uh, you know, the president of the, of the United States at that time was then authorized to come up with all this bailout money. And they took that bailout money and they gave it all to the banks. That was the Obama administration. Gave all that money to the banks, gave these CEOs and these executives of, of the banks that robbed America, these parachute, you know, these gigantic golden parachute dollar amounts to send them off into their beautiful retirements, completely fat like fat cats, and let the American people starve at the, uh, you know, at the end of that collapse. And so you see that this, this whole bailout system they have is only predicated upon doing one thing and one thing only, continuing to grease the pockets of the people that grease their pockets, period, point blank. It's all poly tricks. Yeah, 100%, 100%. Well, you know, I, like we're, we're, you know this because I've been working with you now almost six months. Yep. Um, we're showing people how to, how to, you know, dodge these poly tricks, right? Do some Bruce yeah. Lee stuff on that. And that, right. that, in my opinion, is DeFi. Because DeFi, yeah. um, they can't stop it. They're trying. Mm -hmm. They can't, though. They're sitting there mm -hmm. like, what do we do? And again, in my opinion, this is the third option. And this is their biggest competitor. Even though it's the smallest one, even though it's the smallest one right now, it's their biggest competitor. And, mm -hmm. um, and, and now we're starting to see a shift in politicians because what they want to do is this. They want what's called a country-backed digital currency. Now, what is that? It's a cryptocurrency. But what a lot of people don't realize is that cryptocurrency is programmable money. Okay? Yep. And, and, and the banks are now starting to go, whoa, 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 time out. We don't want these CBDCs either. Because they're... What, what the government will do with the CBDC, and China's already doing it, it's a direct link to you and I as a consumer. So mm -hmm. there's no more bank. There's no more Visa. There's no more yeah. MasterCard. It's just you have an account, a wallet that is at the central bank. The problem is this. And I, and, and I hope this video gets circulated a million times. Because here's the issue. If people don't realize that CBDCs are just the same, except you've got a direct link to the government. They're not backing it by gold nope. or oil or silver or Bitcoin. They're backing it by the full faith of the United States government. That's not enough for me. That's no. not enough for me. It is not tangible enough. And I don't like the way the United States government handles their business. Their business, if I were to look at it from an investor standpoint of view, I would say, why would I ever invest in that company? It, is, it has lost money since day one. 
and their father keeps bailing them out every year. That's mm. it. That's yeah. it. So, Bars. Yeah. So when you learn that that currency de defies gravity, nothing can defy gravity for too long. It's part of the algorithm. Okay. They may be able to trick for a certain amount of time, which they mm. have up until this point. But now the cat's out of the bag with crypto, with Bitcoin, with Ethereum and decentralization. And so people are going to go, wait, if I keep my dollar, it could keep declining because even though the dollar has gone down by 97%, it can still go down by another 97%. Okay. As long yeah. as there's still meat on that bone, it can keep declining and declining and declining until your money is worth a fraction of, a, of what it was before. And right. so what we do is we teach people how to get out of that system and get into a new system so that you have your own bank with your own bank accounts, earning your own interest. Okay. And, and, and you can do anything now with crypto. You can, you can buy fractionalized real estate and earn eight to 10% per year. You can, uh, you can be the New York stock exchange. And these aren't things guys and gals that are Ponzi schemes or multi-level marketing. We don't do any of that. It's simple. It's we're running on the blockchain to provide services peer to peer. I want to do business with you, but we, I want code that ensures that our contract between each other, if that's a trade or a loan or whatever, is going to be what it's going to be. And that's what DeFi and crypto allow us to do. And you've been experiencing that now for like six months. Hey, it's been amazing. You know, my dollar cost average has been incredible. My returns have been incredible. Um, and uh, it's something that really has, you heard me talk on a live before I met you that I wanted to start my own bank. And through, through the universe, just making these connections, I end up getting, you know, through Matthew uh, and, you know, getting directly to you as well, you and Matt. And then now, you know, you guys have allowed me to begin and start my own bank, which has now been up and running for months and earning money. And so where people get lost, and I was lost as well in this whole crypto thing, for example, is going out and buying individual coins on these big apps and thinking that you're investing in crypto. You're not investing in crypto. <laughs> yeah. That's not what you're actually doing no. is when you're buying on these big, you know, these big apps. There's another way to do it, which you have become so skilled in teaching in, in how to fund liquidity pools, how to be in managed accounts and managed funds and so forth. And so and that's what you put me into and allowed me to utilize my capital as becoming my own bank and have more control over my own destiny, which is really incredible. So I've been dropping the link in the chat while you were talking for people who want to get a consultation from you, contact, fill out that form and get a contact You get a link to a webinar. Uh, somebody may give you a call to explain it to you a little bit more. But for me, what I've seen so far has been absolutely mind blowing. And I remember initially when I first got involved and I started funding, you know, this thing, um, you know, Elizabeth, my fiance, she was like a little bit like, yeah, you know, I don't know. And then she saw the account go from here to here. <laughs> and she was like, wait a minute, <laughs> how do I, what do I got to do again? So 
So now she's been, she's become a student of the ARC program that you started. And I'm still a student of your ARC program. I'm, I'm a student, guys. When the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And at a point, I became ready. When I announced, when I talked to the universe, I spoke to the universe, and I said, I want to start my own bank. And as soon as I spoke that out of my mouth, that cymatic frequency went forward into the universe, creating undulations and vibrations entangled with my conscious thought. That information then got downloaded into Matthew Egan, who then transferred that knowledge over to Gavin, and those two had a conversation. And next thing you know, I got a contact. You want to set up your own bank? This is how you do it. And then, guess what I did? The universe responded to my request. And I didn't dilly-dally around and, and shuffle my feet and start talking to this person or that person. You know what I did? I took action. And because I took action, the bank was opened. And now I see the profits of being in that bank. And so it's an amazing thing when you speak it into existence and the response comes back and you take action. But I tell you one thing, if you don't take action, nothing's going to happen. And so if you want to start the process by getting a consultation, click that link that I dropped in the chat, fill out that form, and learn a lot more. And maybe, if it's for you, you can become a student of the ARC like I did and learn how to become your own bank. Yeah, and, and those are all very kind words, Billy. I appreciate that. And, you know, here's the thing. That, that link actually is going to get you a consult with one of our onboard specialists and and we're not like most companies out there where we're gonna grind you and sell you we actually do that so we make sure that we're a good fit because this isn't going to be a good fit for everybody all right but for those of you who are interested who want to learn a new way okay we've got it we're the best in the world uh we're the best in the world teaching this stuff right now and it is it's bleeding edge technology but that's in my opinion, how you really make that, that life changing money. And it, it certainly has, has been a life changer for me. And I think we're still at the very, very beginning of this, not financial advice. You need to, you need to go down the rabbit hole yourself, but I can show you a few chip tricks along the way to make it manageable. Um, and me and my team, we've got a great team. We probably have about 20 staff now. Um, and our community is about a thousand uh, students and growing. And it's, it's a really cool, fun place to be. Um, Billy's helped us out tremendously. Billy's Billy's, uh, cause he believes in this stuff. Um, and, and I'm forever grateful to Billy, but this is, um, this is a new thing guys and gals, and it is, um, it's changing the world. And if you, the, the sooner you learn this, the better off you're going to be from one of those three systems. Because I guarantee you, they're coming down. Either you're going to take your chances with the American dollar, with the Chinese yuan, or you. You choose. Do you trust? Do you trust the Chinese yuan? I mean, I don't. I have Chinese friends. They're great, man. They've got a great uh, culture. They're great people. Uh, I love their history. But I don't want my money. And especially China, they've, they've, they've created a cryptocurrency. That's what's going to come out. And they're going to go, we're going to back it by gold. But here's the problem. When they become the world reserve currency, and they may, okay, let's, let's say 10, 20 years from now, five years, whatever it is, 
they're still going to have the ability to cancel you with one stroke of a button, like the United States did to Russia and many other countries that didn't agree with them. Except if you say something on TikTok or if you say something on Instagram that does not benefit them or that they do not like, they can cancel you, not from TikTok or YouTube or Instagram, from your bank account or wallet directly. What do you want? Do you want that level of oppression? Mm -hmm. And the United States isn't too far off from that. There's a lot of senators. Senator Warren is one of them. She's creating an anti-crypto army. Mm. Well, we have a crypto army and she better, she better know what she's up against here because we ain't going down. Because those of yeah. us who have gotten that taste of freedom, we're not letting go of it. No, not at all. And, uh, you know, you, you touched on a really hot topic, which we talked about in a previous video, the fact that when you get on that Fed system or that governmental system that's digital, with the stroke of one button, they can delete you. And uh, we know that they can do it because they've already done it. If you look at an example just of Kanye West and a situation he was in with Adidas, where a lot of his money contractually was tied to his Apple account, his Apple finance account, his Apple Pay. He went to go spend some money one day and he discovered that it didn't, the transaction failed. I don't did it fail. When he called in a check on his account, it was zero balance. Millions had been wiped clean from his account. At the stroke of a button, somebody said digital currency, he breached contract, we're just gonna erase his money. And I'll take that to a governmental scale where they're looking at everything, they're probing everything you're doing, everything you're saying. The second they feel like they don't like you or like what you have going on, they'll just press a button and delete you. And, and, that's, and, th- and then you'll be dropped into instantaneous poverty at the drop of one button. Yeah, Crazy. I don't trust that for one second. And my no. parents, my parents uh, lived through you know 1959 in Cuba, where my my uh, grandfather owned a million dollar business back then. Okay, and he had an airstrip and all this stuff. And one day, in one day, they took everything away, and he never made it out. He was yeah. 50 years old, and it it wiped him out. And he didn't have the, the heart to go back out because they truly ripped out his soul and crushed mm. it. And so, you know, that I'm not waiting around for that. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm setting myself up to be independent because I'm an adult and I know what's best for me. Joe Biden doesn't know what's best for me. Donald Trump oh. doesn't know what's best for me. Billy Carson knows what's best for Billy. Gavin yeah. knows what's best for Gavin. And, 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 this is, and this is one of the things that we do teach guys and gals in the course because you got you to gotta, you gotta kind of <laughs> pick up your balls. I, I hate to say it, but you got to do it. You got to do it because I promise you, Kamala Harris isn't going to do it. Ted Cruz isn't going to do it. None of these people are going to do it. You no. have to do it for yourself. And we, and we, we want to teach you how to do that. Am I going to say here live on Forbidden Knowledge TV that you're, you're, it's going to be easy and painless and you're never going to get hurt? No. No. 
you're going to, you're probably going to get a little scuffed up. This is crypto. All right. This is not a 10 year T bill bond from the United States government, which is turning out to be crap anyways. But those are the things that teach us guys and gals. Those are the things that teach us. Are we going to show you the easiest ways to do them? Are are we going to, you know, make it less painful? Am I going to make it as painful as it was for me? No way. No way. That's why we, we have been the best, but are you going to lose? Any investor has lost any, the best Ray Dalio, Warren Buffett, uh, you know, the best of the best have lost money. Okay. But those are the lessons that you learn that make you stronger. And these are the things that we teach you. Yeah, absolutely. It's incredible. And, uh, you know, I just want to thank you for hopping on here tonight. I've dropped the link um, in the chat. Uh, so please click that link. It's also in the um, caption of this video or this audio podcast, wherever you're listening to it. Click, click that link, get a, a free consultation. Uh, you know, it may be something for you. You may have been thinking or speaking out to the universe to say, hey, I'm looking for a way to create passive income, something I can do while I work my job or do what I currently do and generate income on the side to help build a better future in life for my family, something a little bit more stable than what's going on in the mainstream economy. This might be for you. And if you think it's for you, get a consultation. I dropped the link in the chat one last time. And Gavin, thanks for hopping on tonight. Tell the people where they could find you on social media. Yeah, it's at Wealth Renegade um, on Instagram. I'm on I'm on uh, TikTok, but I'm not a fan of it. But uh, mostly on Instagram is really where where I uh, post the most and LinkedIn. But yeah, it's the same thing at Wealth Renegade. You can find me there, and uh, hopefully you guys like the content. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Hey, listen, you're a great teacher, man. Keep doing what you're doing. You've been helping to inspire thousands of people to change their lives. And I'm glad that I, I, I personally am glad that I met you in person and I've been witnessing this. Amen. Thank you, brother. I really appreciate yeah. it. And it's reciprocal, my man. You've taught me so much, even before <laughs> I even knew you. <laughs> wow. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. All, all right, right guys. I'm going to let you sign off now, um, uh, Gavan, and I'm going to wrap up. All right. Peace, all right, man. man. All right. Listen, guys, what an amazing talk again tonight with Gavan. Just a little bit of rant there, the forbidden rant on the uh, on the U.S. dollar, the status of the U.S. dollar. I know some people were asking earlier what book I had mentioned. I mentioned The Gods of Eden by William Bramley. Make sure you look up that book, The Gods, plural, The Gods, G-O-D-S of Eden, E-D-E-N, by William Bramley, B-R-A-M-L-E-Y. Check that book out. Pretty interesting book. You'll find out where this whole thing started thousands and thousands of years ago with the source material. The receipts are in the book. You'll know exactly what's being taught to you. And you can find really anywhere on any a general Google search. Just type in bicameral Congress Sumerians and you'll find all kind of mainstream sources that tell you who started this whole political polytrickster system that we're living under? Who started this whole fiat currency, fake money, garbage system that we're all living under in this financial matrix? Who put it together and how? And how it was put on mankind to force us to bear the load and to suffer and struggle. And so it's time for us to learn how to evolve through that because guess what? Like I said, they always have the Easter egg. The Easter egg is there. 
If you don't know what that means, it doesn't mean they're celebrating Easter. In a video game, there's Easter eggs, right? This is what the kids talk about. There's little shortcuts and hidden secrets inside the game to help you get to the next level. That's what I'm talking about when I say Easter egg. The billionaires, the, the oligarchs of the world, the polytricksters of the world that help put this stuff into legislation, these big um, people, you know, the people that lobby, the lobbyists that put out big money to force crazy laws that hold us down. You don't think they've put the Easter egg in the documentation to allow them to escape the punishment and allow them to escape the, the, the prison that they're putting us in? It's there. It's always there. And my job and your job should always be to find those eggs so you can navigate through this matrix just like they do. They create the rules and the laws and then they just navigate through them because they are the ones who set it up from the beginning. They left breadcrumbs and it's your job to follow those breadcrumbs. Follow their trail because they're the ones that set it up. See, they know that some people will find the trail. They're okay with that because the masses are too lazy and in their minds, too ignorant to even discover them and know they're even there. They'll just fall in line like we told them to, even though we're supposed to be working for them. We got them thinking that they work for us. <laughs> and they got you pimped, sucking the blood life force out of you at every turn. When they left all the Easter eggs, when they left the breadcrumbs right there in front of your face, the crumbs are right underneath your nose. Like I said, they came down on Donald Trump for not paying taxes. He, sir, he turned around and said, hey, this is the presidential debate. He said, hey, it's your rules. I'm following your plan. You guys laid this out. You should call me a call me a genius. I'm just following what you guys. You guys left the breadcrumbs there. I'm just eating the breadcrumbs and taking the path right on through like you taught me to. I'm not doing anything special. Find these breadcrumbs. Find these Easter eggs. Start navigating this matrix and stop voting for presidents. Vote for yourself. Write your name on the ballot when this election comes. Put that in the box and walk away with your chest out and your head up, knowing that you're going to take control of your own life and your family's life. Period. Point blank. All right, guys, I got to run. I love y'all. Thanks for uh, joining me on this live tonight. I appreciate y'all. Thank you for all the chat donations and everyone that contributed. All right. We love you guys. Again, become your own president. All right. I love you guys. Peace.